Hello you lucky duck and wow 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 do I have an episode for you. Thank you for tuning in to episode 22 of Geo's Stream Shows. This week I have composer, arranger, mixer, masterer, basically doer of everything sound and goodness, John Beale, joining us on the piano and sharing some of his original songs. You can find him online at John Beale and the Funkestra. These two songs that he's sharing are from his most recent album, Welcome to the Feel Good. And he's also the owner of Orange Room Radio and Orange Room Studios, the home of Mosaic Group. You can find that online at orange underscore room underscore radio. On the bass, I have the incredible Trey Gilbert, who has a pedigree of musicians that you would not believe. We are so happy to have him on the bass, and you can find him online at TreyGilbert.com, that's T-R-E-S, or Trey Funk on Instagram. As always, I've got my wonderful co-host, Carrie Durham, joining us for some smooth vocals, smooth violin, and just smooth presence. You can find him online at Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y underscore Durham on Instagram, and Carrie Durham for his EP, Mr. Music, on Spotify. Spotify and all streaming platforms. I want to thank you all for the anticipation of my first premiere EP, Origins of the Heart. I've got some really cool gear that I'm giving away. If you want to check me out online, you can go to Spotify, follow me, pre-save that, and go ahead and post with the hashtag OOTH to enter the Geo's Gear giveaway to get a signed copy of the CD and some other cool stuff. You can also find that gear online on my website at geoyaquinto.com. As always, thank you to the Mosaic Group for managing our live stream video audio and light if you need any creative work done in the Atlanta area make sure to hit them up and lastly as we are moving into season two of geo stream shows we are going to continue growing continue getting better and continue bringing you the great music please consider being a part of our community and supporting us at patreon.com forward slash geo show questions comments concerns or thoughts you can reach me at geo at gmail.com be sure to pre-save be sure to stream my single lavender love available now and we will see you soon we're gonna go ahead and vibe on out with this song by Musical Minds from his Volume 3 Lo-Fi. Welcome to Geo's Stream Shows, episode 22. I had to start it off this time wishing a very happy sixth birthday to my wonderful niece, Evelyn Nash Hodges, over in Savannah, Georgia. Hey. 
And uh, I know we see, you see this big grand piano behind me, but uh, but John Beal that you see right there, he's actually only going to play tambourine for the entirety of the stream. <laughs> I hope y'all are excited for that. I know I am. Uh, thank y'all for being here. As always, I have just an epic, epic group here with me today. The man, the myth, the legend over here working sound, Kerry Durham on my right back up, there. You guys want to introduce yourself? Hey, man, I'm Trey Gilbert. Hey man, no, I'm just kidding. My name is John Beal, and I'm happy to be here. Man, I like long walks on the beach at night. Um, <laughs> I'm just talking. I love it. That's John Beal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am Trey Gilbert, and uh, but can you prove it? Uh, <laughs> No, all right, we not have really. to get some nope, documents. Nope, not at all. Don't know how I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know need how a I know social, who I am. Social security number, all they did. <laughs> some <laughs> pictures of me. It's written on my arm. It's <laughs> yeah. a tattoo. Oh, that's, that's identifier. <laughs> we are streaming live tonight from Orange Room Studios here in Atlanta. This is the uh, home studio of the Mosaic Group, and it is owned by the wonderful John Beal. Hey, man, I'm just the night manager. Just the night manager. Take right. out the trash. Uh, you can look for Orange Room Radio to be coming back in the future. More updates on that. Hey, here. man, that's where we're on music lists. Hey, there you go. That's where it lives. Uh, so we're happy to have you with us. And without any further ado, how about a little, how about a little, uh, little tunage? What do y'all think? I, I like that. Let's I, do it. I forget that they can't talk back to me. No, they can't, man. Y'all can talk to your screen. I'll hear you. I promise. You just got to really believe, believe in magic and all that. Y'all ready? <laughs> Get in there. Falling leaves outside my window, those falling leaves of red and gold. I see those lips. Summer kisses and those sunburned hands, all oh, those beautiful hands I used to hold. Since you went away, the days that grow long. Soon I hear, oh, I know I will hear, oh, when a song, but I'll miss you most of all, my darling, when all Start to fall. John B. on the piano, ladies and gentlemen. 
entree. feedback there at the end, Ar artistic feedback as we say. Uh, that is uh, an old jazz standard for, the, for anyone that doesn't know. You, you gotta get hit to it, man. That's a, Le Foy Amour is the, the French version, and uh, Autumn Leaves is, is what we know. I swear, it's a, it's a real... The French version is what? Le Foy Amour. It, it's just... The Dead Leaves. The Dead Leaves in French, yeah. Yeah, the Dead Leaves. The Dead Leaves. Yeah, Autumn, autumn Leaves sounds a little better, the I gotta French say. French is so duck-o-morbid. <laughs> <laughs> so morbid. Well, yeah. Well, so the thing about the French language, they just have less what? words than we do. Like, we have a lot more ways to express the same ideas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the dead leaves, that's it. <laughs> dead yeah, leaves. that's that real hip stuff, those dead leaves. Uh, well, well, speaking of expression, that, that's one of the things I want to talk to you all about. Is like, nowadays, I feel like music has, in some places, gotten boxed in a little bit, right? Um, so I want to know, you know, you guys are both people that have been playing, that have been gigging musicians, working musicians your whole lives. So what are some of the main differences that you've seen in the last, you know, 10 years even between where the musicians were when y'all were getting started and how things are sounding nowadays? Well, we start or you want to start? Man, uh, I'm going to let you have that one. Okay. Uh, All right. So here's the biggest thing. The man. All right. So let me let me bring this mic closer. No, 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 no. I got you. We're good. We're good. We're good. Just all right. So here's the biggest thing. Um, everybody's so interested now in making stuff sound like the record instead of actually exploring what the song is. So the like everybody, you know, when they're performing now, you have these show tracks, backing tracks. They bring a whole Pro Tools rig to the stage so that you have everything that you had to make that song the song in the studio that you you can bring that to life but back in the day when we were coming up and even the bands that we were admiring the bands that were before us they had to figure out a way 
they may have been able to do these really cool tricks in the studio to get a particular sound. They had to figure out what it is that made that song special so that it would translate live because they couldn't bring their whole computer rig or mm. um, 808s or, um, you know, two-track reel-to-reels or whatever it was they recorded on. They couldn't bring that to the studio, I mean, to the performance. So they had to figure out a way of still making the song dope. Mm-hmm. And that means the song relied on less tricks, production, which means the songs were better mm. because the songs were able to stand on their own. Well, and you know, that's something that, that I think about a lot is being a, a live musician nowadays, you know, being, being a younger, a younger live musician that's like, you know, people look at me as if I should be the, the, the next wave of musicians. I'm seeing all these kids with laptops walk up and it's like, you know, you can't discredit their, their, their musicianship or their abilities, but it's, it's a weird power dynamic between no, 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 those no, no, of no. us who still know how to play something and those of the, the people who are making So, so no, no, you just said something. You can't discredit their mu- musicianship. You can't discredit their creativity. They're two different things, and that's the thing where we're confused about. You know, musicianship is one thing. Creativity is a whole different thing. Now, you ask me to go, and so I don't, I don't like diss hip-hop. There are some people that diss hip-hop that are jazz purists and stuff, and they say, oh, man, that's just a simple beat. I can just go in there and create that, and then I can just hand them a beat machine and say, go ahead and create and make a hit record off of this. And they can't because they're overcomplicated or they over they do something. So there's still something to be said about what makes a trap beat a trap beat, what makes a pop music a pop, you know, current pops. There's so there's creativity in it. But that doesn't mean that they're operating on the same level of musicianship as a person who studied Mozart or a person who studied um John Coltrane. Yeah, um musicianship in itself is a whole nother monster. There's a lot in what he said. Um, yeah, um, you do have computers and things of that nature, and even the dynamic of how many people. Okay, so let's get down to the brass tacks. Uh, the reality is we've gotten too truly to computer world. That's that's the reality. We're living in the future. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm a producer because I have a computer, and it's not even that you're a producer. They even changed the title. The title is called beat maker. Because that's really what you're doing a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And they're putting together, you know, um, and it's a science behind it. I'm not discrediting that or saying it's not right. really some really cool stuff out there. Uh, but at the same time, um, the true hits to me when I came up and we came up, these were actual bodies that got together in a room. Goody Mob, uh, you know, yeah. Let's talk about the whole it Dungeon family. Dungeon like, family you know, all together. Three, yeah. three stacks and, and all them boys. Like, it, it, it was camps back then. You know what I mean? All that Mary J. Bryce and Jodeci and, I mean, 112, Brian, Michael Cox, all these guys. These guys, they were people. You know, even George Clinton, let's go even farther back. It was a lot of people in the studio for days coming up with stuff. So part of it was finance, right? So now, you know, uh, it's man, so much in there. Um, now what artists try to do is they try to take three people and create an entire band. It's the, it's, the, it's the worst thing ever. So you see three guys up there, and it's all this music happening so that you can say you had a live band. Mm. Uh, but a lot of it is just they're just literally in the box. It's just in the box. It doesn't, it doesn't have the, the feel of. It has a feeling. It has a feeling. I'm not going to even say it's not a good feeling. Yeah. But it doesn't have the spiritual thing. 
I've seen like I, you know, the difference between um, then and now is then even if we had cell phones, you wouldn't be sitting there with your cell phone out. You'd be sitting there doing this, yes. caught up in the vibe. That's right. Where I've seen now, where DJs um, are getting down, bands are getting down. And the folks are just so caught up in the technical wizardry, they just want to capture that moment with their phones. Oh, yeah, and they're I see missing a lot of the that. Whole, they're <laughs> missing all of the intricacies. You of just said something else. Like, this is such a rabbit hole. So, so <laughs> I love it. It's crazy because DJs, see, well, again, and we're probably telling our age, right? Albums, people, they, they were DJing with records, actual records. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not databases. Yeah, like you couldn't, you had crates and crates and crates upon crates of actual albums where people were scratching and mixing in real time, right? Now what you have is, oh, let me take this computer. It's a couple CD turntable looking things and even make it easy for you. The computer DJs will, don't the even computer actually be DJing. What they be doing is doing playlists, do like this every now and then and make you feel like you... Volume ramping, and the computer is literally doing an algorithm that that matches like the keys to certain. Oh, these two songs will work together. Yeah, and it because and it, and it beat maps them and says, oh, they're about the same tempo, so you can keep it going. So DJs don't even have to think anymore. Oh, it's not DJ, not like the Super Friends, my guy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, DJ Swift or DJ Shaquem or, or DJ EQ, or like the true DJs, like really watching them actually do that skill set. I'm talking about taking shirts off and spinning around while mm-hmm. doing it with records. No, this real. is a skill set. Back to the musicianship, right? So when you're producing albums and stuff like now, think about it. Who you see with bands now? You see Jay-Z with a band. Mm-hmm. You see Beyonce with a band. You see a lot of these super major. Gaga got a band. It ain't just, I mean, Britannic got a band. We keep naming these, this, this, you know. But they were on. Bieber has a band. Bieber got a band <laughs> because he knows, they know that there's a different energy that comes with having the bodies on stage. And it was a, a conversation we had in the master class we did. What's more important, the question was, the computer or the musicians, right? And the way I answered it was, it's not that the computer's not important in some capacity, but it shouldn't be the vibe. It should capture the vibe. It should just be the like underlying that. vibe. Or we it. create the vibe on top of this thing that moves. It's a look at it this way. It's another musician that you got to balance on the stage. You can't and you can't give one musician the whole thing. Like they got to be part of it, part of the cohesive, part of the unit. So the computer shouldn't be the driving thing that you that's hear so constantly. Weird. I mean, and the musicians just kind of taper back. No, that's not how the, the the computer should be a musician himself. You got to know how to make the computer actually feel good. And that goes into musicianship. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, kind of calling back to something that you said earlier, Trey, is this this idea that there's all these musicians that should be on stage or could be on stage. And instead, we're trying to, like, compress all these roles into one or two people. That's yes. actually something. So, you know, the uh, quick shout out, the, the Mosaic Group is the, the multimedia company that Carrie and I uh, are the are the, the co-workers of. Um, and we have a lot of problem with young artists that we work with. Where you know we we do mixing and mastering and, and artist development and and all these different pieces and helping people to write parts and bring in session musicians and every young person nowadays thinks that as a musician they have to do it all on their own, 
And that's the thing we're trying to, te to teach people is that you need to allow other people to collaborate with you right. and to enhance what you're bringing to the table rather than feeling like if you don't do it all on your own that I don't even know what, what it is. Like, well, let me give you two thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop talking. So re really good stuff right now. Okay. So back in the day, what happened was you had what you're talking about, all the stuff that you're talking about. Artist development, they had, um, you probably get $250,000 and you wouldn't even come out as an artist. They were just working on your stage, your this, that, that. So what happened was they started to take artists that knew how to do multiple things to condense the budget back to money. Uh, it always comes back always to, to money. It always comes back to so, money. Oh, so you know how to write? You know how to engineer? You know how to sing backgrounds? You know how to play this and run the board? You. You're the guy. Here's, instead of $6 million, Here's five hundred thousand, because now to you, you just you won. Not understanding the music business, right? So go ahead, John. No, I was gonna say. So you have artists like Prince, Stevie Wonder, Rick James, um, uh, and probably a few others at the time. They were not the norm. No, they were the exception. Yes. But they were the thing that crafted our norm. Yes. And, you know, that's actually something that, that, that someone said to me recently that totally caught me off guard. It's only been in the last hundred years that people have started playing and singing at the same time. Like before, there was, that was unheard of. You would never see someone playing an instrument and singing at the same time until, I don't know, I think the 30s maybe was when that so began. So watch this. Watch this. Uh, it depends on the genre, number one. Number two, if you go to Nashville and do any country albums and stuff like that, they actually, it's, okay, I'm an artist, you're a writer, you're an engineer, you're a drummer, and that's the function when you're doing country music. Mm -hmm. It's not. And they haven't uh, changed. Everybody has a specific role. You have roles. Right. You do, we right. can go up there and You do don't do sessions. nothing else but that. Yeah, yeah your, your session might be two hours right. here, and you're coming in, you're reading your charts, you're playing those two hours, you leave there, an hour in between, go to the next studio session, and it's a job. It's a mm -hmm. function. Mm -hmm. So everybody functions in their Within lane, their, yeah. you know, opposed to coupling it all together and then trying to say, okay, well. Here's the reason why country music is still, like, the, it is still the number one genre of music, of popular music. True. That's the reason, because True. they have not abandoned that form. Even when hip-hop, you know, overtook it for a while, for notice I said for a while. Country music said, no, we're not mm, country. We ain't doing that. We're just going to, you know, we may evolve, you know, with sound and technology and, you know, all of these other things, but they're still, you know, they they kept those roles divine. That's why Nashville is still relevant. <laughs> so relevant. But, you know, and I, I feel like this, this evolution, you know, we've talked about a lot of different ways, but I think this is one of the big driving factors is that now as a musician, we're used to constantly being a group and being supported. Now a lot of musicians are starting to have to learn to do it alone and learn to be alone. Um, and I have a song that is a little the, the, it's a, speaking to the same concept in a little bit different mindset. But for, for all you musicians out there that are uh, that feel like you have to do the jobs of 100 people and, and it stresses you out. This song is dedicated to you. This Perfect. is an original of mine called Learning to Be Alone. Perfect segue. That was, he's, he's the king of segues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh 
to learn and to learn and to be alone. Learning to learn and to learn and to be alone. Learning to learn and to learn and to be alone. It's gonna take you some time. Honey, that's alright, alright. But it's brighter when I look to my past. Those days seem distant, and I wish that last had a little bit longer. We only know what times are best when they're gone. So we just spend our lives thinking we don't belong in the place that we are. But it's not lost on me. That these good times I'm living will be what I look back on soon. What I wish for some Till then I'm learning to learn and to learn and to be alone Learning to learn and to learn and to be alone Learning to learn and to learn and to be Take me some time. I know that that's alright. Alright. Come on, John. So bitter that's as close as I get But those feelings are toxic Cause what I see in dreams is all just a lie I know your current state is not who my mind As really wants you to be But it's not lost on That these good times I'm living Yeah, come on, Carrie
look back on soon What I wish for soon, yeah. Till then we're learning to, learning to, learning to be alone. Together we're learning to, learning to, learning to be alone. Both of us learning to, learning to, learning to. It's gonna take me some time, yeah. And it's gonna take us some time, whoa. And it's gonna take us some time. I know that that's alright. That's alright. Thank you, gentlemen. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what you get? You get it's it's the conversation we were just having. You get good people on your team, then it just augments whatever you're bringing to the table. Um, so sometimes we do have to keep things light and keep things easy. Uh, so my next one is uh, is one of those, and I want to know what is your favorite breakfast food? Favorite breakfast food? Like for Bro. instance, if I'm 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 a faster, so I don't always eat breakfast, but when I do. I will make an omelet that will make you want to slap your mama so good. Bread. I am awesome yeah? No, I gotta have bacon with it. Okay, okay. You bought them grits? You bought them grits though? Alright, alright. Now do you do do you put butter? Yeah. Okay. Salt and butter or like you ain't one of them sugar cats, yeah. right? Okay. You getting all for all of them? I don't put them in like the like for every, like for every if I'm making some for everyone. No, that's my <laughs> right, cool. So you're going hard at breakfast. You're going <laughs> bacon, <laughs> eggs, grits. Well, I'm a big guy and all. Okay. Ah. Still growing, getting you know, growing pains. Yeah, I see. Yeah, you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, John? So, man, y'all gonna laugh, man. The French would say salmon croquet. Oh, salmon oh, croquet. But, yeah. but oh. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so we say salmon croquets. <laughs> I love that you didn't even say. I love that you put on the Southern accent, Savannah, Georgia, or uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, man, you know that's where I'm from, man. Atlanta. I hear you. Oh yeah. You know, I was like, what they say? I'm Atlanta born, Atlanta bred. When I die, be Atlanta dead. (laughs) All the way, man. All the way. What about you, Carrie? What's your uh, What's your jam for the for the breakfast? Bro, I like them two over medium eggs with grits. Two slices of bacon and some toast. You that's sound like you got your Waffle dog. House ordered ready. Because that's where I be going. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's way better I when you make that. it say, Waffle House is the jam, bro. Waffle it's House, man, is fine dining. Don't bro, get it twisted. It, it, yeah. it, I mean, it's it, totally it, fine. It's like, it like right for, in front of you. Like, for real, man, if you took what, the same food at Waffle House and you put it at a white tablecloth restaurant, folks would pay big money for it. Oh, yeah. 
facts. It's, Same only, it's only Southern ben, uh, Benihana, you know? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like the Bocce Grill, right? Look at it like that. It is Southern Benihana. It sure is, It's breakfast hibachi. Yeah, it's breakfast hibachi. The only thing he don't do is put the little stack of onions with the fire and the joint in there and do the little chop. Hey, man, if they did that, man, Waffle House would have to go up on their price. Facts, bro. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, if you want to get your uh, your Geo Stream shows smothered, covered, and chopped, you can only do that if you become a member of our Patreon community. <laughs> so you can check us out over at Patreon.com forward slash Geo Show to get things like uh, song requests and uh, in-show shout-outs and Encore Cam, which is that last song that's only available to our Patreon members. Also, if you're watching, you can see below Origins of the Heart. My debut EP is going to be coming out November 27th. That is the last Friday of this month. And it's my birthday. What up? What yeah. up? Yes. Yeah, happy birthday, bro. Right. So, uh, so if you want to wish me a happy birthday, and also if you just want to get some some good music for you to own, uh, you can check me out online at gioquinto.com. I got merch. We got T-shirts. We got uh, uh, pre-sale albums. We got coffee cups. If you want to get do it with your breakfast, there we go. That's how it ties together. <laughs> we got coffee bacon. cups. Yeah. Coffee yeah. cups. <laughs> John, uh, I, I would love to hear, hear hear one of your originals. Which one do you want to start with? Hey, man, we're gonna do a tune called "Lately I." Lately, Ooh, I well, well, lately you what? <laughs> I'm not, if if I told you, I'd have to. No, <laughs> I'd have to kill you. No, 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 no. Not have to kill. No, 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 no violence. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay. okay. Well, uh, just just for everybody that's out there, you can find you can find this on Spotify. You can find this on Apple Music. This is on uh, John Beal, which is his artist name. This is the the Funkestra album. Yeah, the Funkestra. The Funkestra. Love that title. That's so good. Yeah, man. This Funkestra. album was. This is on the album called Groove. No, this album was called Welcome to the Feel Good. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Feel Good. I, f- I feel that. And and what was uh? Can you share any of the inspiration of what this song is about? Um. It's always about a girl, man. It's always yeah, about man. a girl. I was talking about that on my last stream. I was like, I want to pretend like I'm super deep and I write all these different nah, songs. Man. About, no, it's always it's, about a girl. It's always about a girl. All right. All you right. know, it's like the 72 Dolphins. It's undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now you're showing your age. Uh, uh, now you're showing your age. Jesus. <laughs> he said Jesus. <laughs> all right, maestro. Well, uh, let's take it home with the right. Funkestra.
man. Lately, I have been feeling kind of trapped. Lately, I've been feeling trapped. Yeah. Really? Because of COVID, man. Uh, I can't go out. Uh, <laughs> they're ready for that. That was hilarious. COVID be trolling, bro. Hey, man. That Rona. You can go out there. Don't let that Rona get on you. Hey, yeah. we got we got so serious there for me. We were no, we were, right, we were ready to have therapy right yeah, now. I know. Like, I was that was awesome, bro. Take <laughs> these two pills. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the red pill or the blue pill? You can't take them both now. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't take hey, them both. Blue so pill love you long time. Blue pill, all right. Oh, all right. Hey, you already here first, Neo. All right, Neo. But you know, I, the the thing that I've been trying to talk of, that I've been trying to convince myself about with COVID is this idea that, like, you know, I, I saw a post recently that said it really well. It said everyone's thinking that COVID is the worst year of your life, but it, it, in a lot of ways, for many people, it's been the best because yeah. it's forced us all to evolve and to face a lot of things that we otherwise could have just put on the back burner as we continued through our very busy lives. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you, COVID has actually been awesome for me. I mean, you know, I mean, outside of the people who I've lost. Let's, yes, let's, let's, just let's be, put let's that disclaimer real. down. We, we understand real. it's a very, it's a very you know, hard situation for many people, but we want to paint some positivity in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but outside of the people that I've lost, but for me and my household, it's been awesome, man. Me and my wife are closer. Um, my family is closer. Just for, I mean, I was able to just spend time with the fam. And really, I was doing so much, man. I, I do this, this. I mean, I'm not going to go through all the different things that yeah, I Yeah, he do. did that to me the other but, day, but and I'm, I thought my head was going to explode. I'm pulled in so many different directions. And literally for six months, everything stopped. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, I can breathe. As a matter of fact, for like the first two weeks of COVID, um, I probably stayed home and went to sleep. Love and then it, that was great. Now, now I'm like doing household projects and stuff and right. all kinds of things, man. I've taken on new hobbies that have actually that might end up being like a new career path. I mean, who Ooh, knows, man? No, that's, it, it really did do a lot uh, in a positive sense. Um, another friend of ours, we're, we're usually on the road. We're touring musicians, stage cats mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do production in, in the studio, but the shock value at first was heavy mm-hmm. i mean i'm used to you know even with being on tour i still would come home and some weeks i'd have to learn 60 70 songs stuff like that chart songs out and do things like this and then you get up in the morning and you know you catch a plane and you're in texas for a day in indiana for a day 4:30. you know lobby calls just moving 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 always moving constant you know not realizing what you're doing. Imagine doing that for 20, last, 30 years. The last 30 years. Is yeah, and that's been your pot. That's been your function, right? So then all of a sudden, everything, you have no choice. You know you know what I mean? You've been paying rent or mortgage somewhere. You didn't even know you had. It's like, oh, I got two of these. I didn't know. You know, so. <laughs> I was so, too busy. I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about it. So yeah, then you stopped, and it was almost literally a blessing for a lot of us. Like, we were like, <sighs> I'm on planes all the time like this. Nobody told me I wouldn't. I just was on automatic. So then he's correct. Uh, in the studio, learning this, learning how to video. Some people going back to school, you know, doing stuff in the backyard, you know, hanging out with the kids, making sure that they cool, you Man, know, picking them yeah. up from school or whatever. All the basic, simplest stuff, even down to money. 
You didn't realize how much money you was spending hey. just being gone doing stuff. And you know, the ain't cheap, I'll tell you what. It's not. It's and, not. and all of a sudden, I realized, I was like, I actually ain't that bad not doing anything. I can, I, yeah, for real, man. Like, it, it was funny. Like, you know, the first, the first few, the first couple months was kind of a, was kind of a trip. But right now, man, I'm actually making more money per week than I was making before Corona. <laughs> and but, I mean, it, it's taken a minute to get there. Get there. Yeah, it's a process. But, yeah, I mean, you know, not to mention, you know, th- I mean, th- the initial shock was literally. You know, I sat there and watched my gigs. Like you ever, you ever, you ever stood in the airport and seen like flights canceled? Like, Yo, oh just, yeah, bro, yeah. you watch, it you watch because it, it happened like that's that how real. That's time. how literally my calendar went. It was like canceled, canceled. Pew pew pew. <laughs> pew. And it happens in like voicemails and call and phone calls. Bro, yeah, hey, uh, we're not doing this gig. Two two <laughs> hey, complete tours, bro. It was uh, actually, actually it was three. It was uh, Bobby Brown. Quiet as kept. It was a whole new edition reunion, and Tevin Campbell, all in one kapow. And I was like, "Oh no!" (laughs) But I did become a master chef. So there's that. Hey, you know, I just—I mean, I literally in January, I mean in December of uh, 2019, put out a new album, the uh, the Welcome to the Feel Good. Yeah. The whole plan for 2020 was to be touring that album. Yeah. So guess what? 2021, I'm still going to be touring that album, y'all. Hey, same Listen. thing. I mean, you know, this this whole year I've been releasing piece by piece of my premiere EP, and, like, what a weird year to start a singer, uh, singer-songwriter career, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's fortunate that Carrie and I actually started the stream shows before <coughs> COVID. So this wasn't a product of COVID. This is just something that uh, we wanted to do and we've continued doing. But because of the circumstances, obviously, it kind of changed how important it was. And I'll tell you what, there was a time that the, the stream shows were what kept me going. Because it was like in the beginning months, this was the one thing I had going on where I could still play with people and continue. And, uh, you know, they're over here dropping real casually, you know, Bobby Brown tours and things like that. I, for our viewers just tuning in or that have been watching, you do Be not understand the caliber of musician you got in front of you. And we appreciate y'all yeah, being here. Yeah, we appreciate right y'all now, being here. A couple things. We're friends. And that's the second thing, too. Mm-hmm. When you're friends, you know, we don't do accolades. We don't do. Yeah, we don't care. But see, but we know how, how how big a cats y'all are and they don't. So I just had to say um, I just had to say it once. So again, this is John Bill. I'm Trey Gilbert. This is Carrie and Gio, and we're all on the same plane. We're in the same room having hey. a good time doing music together. So and anything dope. that they need, and they call them, you know, what you doing? Nothing. Well, I got uh something in my bag, we can hang out and you know just <laughs> it. And I, and I try to be a good time when I come around, and, and likewise, they return that favor. And that probably is bigger than anything else, because relationships is what makes music great. And that's yeah. that's a big thing that, I, you know, that's my big thing of with this endeavor with Geo is to show that. Like, I feel like I feel like a lot of us our age, we don't, they don't realize, like, the emphasis on good relationships and the importance of how that can build, like, your like building your environment, man, and it's all it all boils down to how you treat the people that you're around. You create the vibe and the environment that you want to be in. You know what I'm saying? And that that stems from how the the people that you choose to keep around you, you pay attention to how you treat others, man. And like I like that was a big thing that I love about this whole situation cuz that's our opportunity to show like, yo, it's dope cats out here. And not only just the fact that they dope, they cool and we all 
respect each other and it's love like that's a I, it sounds cliche and mushy as hell but like that's some real shit and i feel like people forget that that exists out here they man, do. man they can do. i tell one quick story yeah all right so and this and i'm gonna call this brother by name and i'm sure he won't won't mind me sharing your story there's a guy and you know him well his name is sam sims oh yeah sam sims and, and for those of you all who don't know google this cat sam sims just google it Sam Sims is a bass player, but that is an understatement. Mr. Sims. Understatement. He is a major. major, major bass player. Ridiculous super cat. And he was touring at the time with, he was going back and forth between um, David Sanborn, Bette Midler, and um, he was doing some fill-in work with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And he was also touring with Janet Jackson. Casual. All at the same time. These are, I mean, and for those, some of you all know who Bette Miller is, and some of you all may not, but, you know, we're talking about huge, mega stars, you know, top of the game, and he was touring with them all the time, and I literally, I had this little $100 bar gig, and I did not have a bass player. He was busy, such and such was busy, and I called Sam Sams and was like, hey, man, Sam, I'd only met Sam at, like twice at this point. Dang. And I so we didn't have we didn't have that kind of relationship. We had common friends, but and I literally called Sam and was like, "Hey man, I got this hundred dollar gig up in Roswell. Can you come in and do this thing with me?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, can, "Can you can you come and do this thing with me?" And Sam was like, "Yeah, no problem." He was in between hits Dang, with with tough. somebody. He I don't know who he was touring with at the time. And he's came through. He brought his brought his full rig. I mean, he didn't like he didn't show up with like for like a hundred dollar gig. He brought his full rig, stayed his A game. They were tipping really well that night, and I looked and I was nervous about. Hey man, you mind playing a couple of extra songs? He was like, "Sure, I'm having a blast right now. Damn, Let's dope. do it." And we played the rest of the night. The moral to that story is, I don't care how much at the top of the game you are, never be to the point where you can't humble yourself to do a bar gig. Mm. And Amen. You, you know, in all things That's in life, true. if uh, you'll find that this life is worthwhile, if you just uh, take a positive smile, <laughs> take a uh, positive no, a positive no, mindset no. about things. You know, it's all about Segway it's all about King, that outlook bro. and uh, and how you go about things. And uh, we got we got a classic tune we're gonna share with you to uh, to kind of touch on that point. Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. You must smile through your fear and sorrow. Smile and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun come shining through For you Light up your face with gladness Hide every trace of sadness Although it's here 
Some stories we can't share, but Mm-mm. is there is there a tour story <laughs> that uh that that sticks out to you specifically that was a really really fun or funny or uh oh look at his face right now he's like man, hey man touring is like Vegas man <laughs> what yeah, goes on and touring <laughs> to- for real <laughs> man it's touring is touring is like Vegas man I mean you. Can- it's it's just no it's it's a lot of stuff that happens on tour, man. We can't talk we can't talk about on I camera. literally signed papers. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, like for real? Oh no, I have non disclosures that, that I literally be like What goes uh, on during this gig. <laughs> oh, that's so that's why not I to be really talking about. I said one time I was joking, this is a ghost story. Uh I was out with this uh, particular group, I've been with them for a while or whatever, and I felt like I deserved a raise. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. I've been around for a while. I was like, you know. So I just said, you know, just like in the room, I say, yeah, I'm thinking about writing a book. Oh. <laughs> the next day, management called me, gave me the raise. Oh, snap. <laughs> and then some more disclosure <laughs> paperwork came out. <laughs> 
Hey, just to be sure, just to be clear, you ain't saying nothing in this like, book. Ew. Write and, uh, that invoice for the studio. That stuff. is hilarious. You're gonna give me a raise, and uh, yeah, here's some uh, another disclosure. Uh, and it's not even about the non-disclosure. Also, it, there's a, a Maybach in the backyard. Just, just shh. They funny with it. Bro. And there's a we got our buddy Frankie over here that'll break your kneecaps if you say anything. So. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy. He's like six eight, three forty. Oh See, you play bass without no elbows. Yeah, how's that work? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we can pivot. That's okay. That's okay. The other one I was thinking about is uh, uh, tips for musicians that are that are kind of not even like starting musicians. We get a lot of those that are cliche. I feel like it's more the the more valuable thing is you know you both have been doing this for so long and have been through many different stages in your career. So is there maybe one specific thing that you did or that you fell into that you feel catapulted you to the next level that you maybe wouldn't have thought of? Something that just kind of fell in your lap or a strategy that you used that was more effective than you anticipated it was going to be? All money ain't good money. Mm. (laughs) Don't, you know, just because somebody offers you an opportunity to do something, do your research. And that's not just for musicians. That's for everybody. Do do your research, man, because sometimes you've been in situations where, you know, or I, I, I've been in situations where I thought it was going to be golden. Um, I will share this one tour story. Um, the promoter ran off with the money. God. Sounds familiar. And literally, I'm on, we were put off our tour bus on the side of the road because the tour bus company hadn't been paid. Wow. He pulled all of our luggage off the bus, and we were in L.A. on Wilshire Boulevard, standing in front of the Wiltern Theater uh, with our stuff sitting there, and tour, the tour manager hadn't been paid. I mean, nobody's been paid, and literally, it was another promoter with a totally different show saw us and paid our way back to Atlanta. How far away were you when that happened? We were in L.A. We were, oh, Ooh, so we were, we were, and we were in L.A. God. and we were about halfway through a sixteen-week tour. Golly. And what that taught me was to never make myself reliant upon another man for my income. Mm. And that was the last time that I've ever been in a situation where I would have been stuck if somebody didn't pay me. Hmm. Let's see. I would say um, there's ways to, first of all, you need to make sure that you do your thing. Mm-hmm. Create your lane. Be with people. This is not a, it's, it's not a really, it's not a solo sp- sport. <laughs> you know, it's not golf. You need people. And I say that to say that similar story actually we did we were getting ready to do this tour and we had all these sponsors the promoter ran off with the drill wrote us these checks and the funny thing is uh they gave us an advance for five thousand dollars here's the kicker i still have the check <laughs> still have the check to to this day and that's what actually started the music story to see my studio mm-hmm. On third world. Go ahead, go ahead and plug. Go ahead and plug. If the people don't know you. Where can they find you oh, online? Just my, my name, TreyGilbert.com. Uh, uh, That's T R E S. T R E S is the key to that. Um, 
Um, but Mrs. Anytime you see this is my logo. It's actually my initials. You can't even tell. Oh, that's cool. It's <laughs> TG. But and on Instagram, you're a Trey Funk. Trey Funk, yeah. T R E S F U N K. That's a good handle. That's a good <laughs> handle. <laughs> so yeah, so that opened up a box for me to start doing. And I was with Mike Phillips, actually, right after that on Capital Jazz Cruise. And I said, man, I got this idea. When I started literally just doing shows with my friends, people I knew, mm-hmm. who I thought was dope, basic as that, I paid and did for everything and made sure everything was right. Uh, Sugar Hill, you know, mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. down in there and moved to Apache and stuff. And I created my own lane and my own, I have hats, it's like, you know, and mugs and all kind of stuff too. And because I saw how it could work and people liked the artistry that I was mm-hmm. bringing about, mm-hmm. right? So you have to keep pushing the envelope. Don't say, like I watch you do all the things that you guys do, the video, you understand this, you understand that, the lights, and it's a lot behind that. That's you investing in you, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I'm learning now. I'm learning about video. I'm learning about, you know, I have a studio just like, John, watch John. I call John and ask some of the probably dumbest questions to him. I'll be like, hey, bro, so where you plug this Dumb one? questions. <laughs> This one thing right oh, here. Oh, I've asked those dumb questions a yeah, lot. Yeah, I'm having a moment. He's like, just put it in there. It'll be okay. You know, it sounds terrible when you hear it out loud, but yeah. It but no, but it's, it's like really. Please say pause, Grant. Yeah, pause, pause. Just, just, you know. So, but no, for real, you have to invest in yourself. Spend some time outside of what, this is natural. This is so fun to me. But the crazy part is, um, a friend of mine heard me sing. And I ended up getting a call from him because he was starting a record label. And I ended up meeting with Tommy uh, Sims, and he gave me a bass, and he wrote "Change the World," Eric Clapton, and all this other kind of stuff. So me and him were like this. I got a bass he gave me, Nathan East's first signature series, that blue bass. It's a whole lot of stories like that, all because this opened the door. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff that come with it, you know what I mean? Other stuff being, yeah, I sing, yeah, I do back, yeah, I write, yeah, I produce. Oh, yeah, I stage manage. Oh, yeah, I'm a music director. Oh, yeah, I do all this stuff. Don't just play bass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to piggyback on that. Let's really, and I know we're getting time, but this is we're important. Good. We're good. Yeah. So, all right, so uh, the other part of it, man, is surround yourself with musicians that you like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not just musicians that you like the way they play. Yeah. But musicians that you like. So not, Trey will tell you that ninety percent of the people that I call for gigs, number one, they they say yes because they like me. Yeah. Number that's that's real. <laughs> they, they they say yes because they like me because these gigs aren't paying them what they worth. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no you never get what you worth. You only get what you negotiate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, True story. Gems. See that uh, that's one right there. You never feel <laughs> that. That's a line right there we can keep. It's a great yeah, no, one. No, it's, it's real though. And but you know, ninety percent of the gig. It's spent in the green room or on the bus to get there or whatever. Yeah, and if you're sitting there, you don't like Buddy over there. That hey, is man, not that the vibe. gig is not gonna have a good vibe, man. Oh, if God. you and if the bass player and the drummer and the drummer don't like each other, Ooh, Trey's dude. over that's here shaking his head out dude, of experience. That's I a real know problem. This very well, <laughs> dude. It's a real problem, and it comes through in the music, man. I <laughs> make certain, and this is a, this is absolutely one of my things. When we're on the road, we're going to eat. Now, I've been thrown in situations where I couldn't control the band, but, and in those cases especially, we're going to eat. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on with you when we break in bread. 
Mm. Even if you're not a drinker, you know, you have every, you got all Everybody, these caveats. Yeah, 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 that's fine. It's like, if you're not a smoker, you don't hang with the smokers sometimes. Sometimes you do. Maybe sometimes you sit in the smoker section just to talk to just them. Just to right, talk, right, yeah. right, right. Because they don't got nothing to do with you. You can still be over there and talk. Right. That's how me and all my truck driver friends, I'm a, you're like, the, the bus drivers, all, all of them my friends. Yes. All my engineers, everybody who mixed for me, who's making me sound good. <laughs> and I bring them everything. They can't think of something. I'd be like, I love it. hey, bro, I got this for you. Bro, man, that's <laughs> just, I mean, you, that man, that's crazy. Oh, man, you make me sound great like every night. You think I'm not going to take care of you? Here's a box of donuts. Give them to everybody. You know what I mean? It'd be small stuff like that. But then we become real true friends. And they'll call you just out of the blue. They'll just. Oh, man, that Derek on Big Dog. What's happening with you? You know what I'm saying? And that's how you. I just thought of a tour story that I can tell. Another one. (laughs) Come on, let's go. All right, so it goes to what you just said. All right, literally, so it back up. When I was 18 years old, when I was 18 years old, I ended up taking a job with U-Haul. Okay? That's the last time I ever had a job, per se. Hey. (laughs) And um, I was... um, I ended up having to get a CDL because oh. I was because I was um, transporting the bigger U-Haul commercial trucks, so they gave me a CDL. I quit the job when you know because it started interfering with my college, and so later on I went on tour. We got to a situation where the tour had we had to go from New Orleans to L.A. and we had we only had thirty hours to get there. And the tour bus driver oh, could man. only drive yeah, for eight that's... hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the uh, sound truck driver could only drive for two hours at a time. We would get the tour bus and the sound truck. They could only drive for eight hours at a time. And they asked the question, does anybody here have a CDL, whatever, yada, yada, yada? And I was like, I do. Dang. And they literally paid me an extra $2,000 which was more than what I was making as a musician. <laughs> right. Because you Got only it. get paid what you negotiate. Oh. They paid me two grand to actually take two of the legs. I, I relieved the tour bus driver and I relieved the sound truck driver driving through Texas. Man, and it was lit. crazy. See, you so get a, that's one tour story that I can tell. You get an extra Rolling. two grand in your, uh, in your paycheck and it's like, man, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go hit the club real quick. I need to go dance again because mm-hmm. I'm feeling good right now. Hey, oh. And, uh, <laughs> so Dude, he never fails, bro. How does he do it? How does he do it? <laughs> and, uh, All right, John so Beals. we're doing a song called Dance Again. Hey, yes. there it is. <laughs> that was a good one, oh, dude. God. He's such a Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, if you guys want to pick up GeoStream shows as a, as, a, old, as a program, let me, let me know. My, my phone line's open. That is hilarious. Boom. Thank you. 
You know, that one is how I feel when I just make a bunch of extra money. That, that's a good... <laughs> I just made lots of extra money. Life Drive. is rad. <laughs> Driving somebody's truck. I don't have a CDO anymore, though. I mean, now that it's fine. Oh. Well, why'd you tell them that? Now they know they can't hire you for that. <laughs> how long does hey, it take life, for... The life changes, man. Changes, you know. Embrace the seasons Change in life when it changes. There it is, and I was trying to I was trying to remember what my last discussion topic was, and you brought it right up, change, in the because uh, I know so John is a mastering engineer and a mixing engineer and many other things, and I know Trey that you do engineering, and I've also, you've also done some production, um, and I wanted to ask you guys because John has, has spun these tales a couple of times for me about uh, kind of what recording was like before everything was did. And before we had all, so and you know, he talked to me about literally splicing tape, tape man, like mm-hmm. cutting tape so that the, so that it blends into each other, like a and uh, yeah, like a crossfade, exactly. And you know, obviously, a lot of things have gotten easier, and we like a lot of that. But are there any things that you guys miss from the old school recording no. methods? No, <laughs> no, no, no. So you know, just the opposite. You know, when we talked about how how musicianship has changed and production has changed. Recording, I never want to go back to that. You don't really want to go back to tape. I tell you what, I never want to go back. I tell you to what, that. tape is good for, and they still do it now. Um, you have the machines, and you're only transferring it for warmth. Yeah, yeah. Saturation. Yeah, that tape part. Saturation. That yeah. part is cool. Give me that. That's all. Yes, that's it, man. I don't want to go back to you know nonlinear editing. I mean, I mean linear editing. Even Jack, like some of the. Pieces. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to ADAT. I don't want to go back to DAT. I don't want to go back to any of that. Not stuff, using man. them on purpose, like just to, as a go through, as like maybe like the converters for the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no, I'm not saying it's. Well, I mean, like dude, if the sound of it has dude, a it, certain sound, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. But it was my job when I interned at a studio. It was my job to make the copies. Of the tapes, yes, because Jeez. you know, every if somebody jacked up a splice, that tape was ruined. Oh, so, so you literally had to go that time to pull up the backup copy before they did the splice. It was my job to back up and archive those tapes, and tape wasn't cheap. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't cheap. It was a hundred dollars a reel, man. Woo! And that was that was prices from a minute ago. That's without inflation. Yeah, that was a hundred dollars a reel. Ooh. And now it we got like it wasn't like five hours on this tape we talking about. No, you talking about twenty minutes, <laughs> roughly. Dang. Yeah, we we dropped twenty minutes in the studio like it's nothing. And now we got a Pro Tools backup session files. Yeah. <laughs> like, Th- we, we three run, hard drives. Yeah, we yeah. run two and three takes of everything just for fun. Yeah, exactly. Do. No, dude, yeah. dude, we get just just to have unlimited tracks. Now, now, one thing I can say is the one the, one of the reasons why writing I think was better is because we only had 24 tracks to write with most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you had 24 tracks. You, had, you were on purpose with the decisions that you made, mm-hmm. and you made those decisions great. Whereas now, because we're spoiled with like these unlimited tracks, we're like, oh, let's just do that and do this. Do it again, this. all and that. Let's, mm-hmm. And let's just throw the whole sink at it, where sometimes you miss the vibe. Oh, yeah, we'll bring a percussionist on. We'll let him have eight tracks. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you got a shaker know, track. Yeah. You got a got clap plenty track. Of tracks to so go I got an ADAT story. I was working with um, <coughs> my homeboy. Um, he was Al Green's engineer. And his process was very archaic. Like, you knew the song. You played it down. You rehearsed it the whole 12. So I'm in the studio. And I would get, say the song is four minutes. And I messed up 
and we're on a dots. Mm. I messed up at three minutes and thirty seconds. Oh, oh yeah, just do it again. Just come go back to the top. Oh wow! He didn't believe in punching. <laughs> he didn't believe in fixing spots like, nope. at all. I mean, he was all about one vibe. Dang, one vibe, one take, one wonder. It, it, it would be one take, but it would be 30 takes before that one take. I mean, you had, you had to be perfect. You was in that mug nervous, like, oh, Lord, please don't mess up. You want to fade, you know what I mean? <laughs> Five <laughs> hours later. Like, oh, God, come on, Al. <laughs> like, it's wrong with you. Well, look at you. See, you just did my you job just did for me. Segue. You just did that my job for me. That was a good segue. Oh, wow, I did it. Oh, you're having a movie. Today, oh. Our last song tonight is the one and only. Hey. Al Green. <laughs> look at you. Thank you. Y'all don't know how much weight there is on my shoulders for these segues. Oh, that was sometimes. so good. Look at, look at God. Look at did it. <laughs> Gio was over there like. I'm over here sweating. Won't he do it? Won't he he do will. It? Yes, he will. All right, this is uh, Let's Stay Together by the one and only Al Green. All right. Oh, can I hear that first note real quick so I don't start? Okay, cool. One, two, three. Said I, I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to do. All right with me, because yeah. you make me so brand new. Yes, you do, baby. And I want to spend my life with you. Bring it back to the time. Let me take a scene, babe. Since we've been together, loving you forever is what I
Let's stay, let's stay. Baby, I wanna stay. Let's stay together. much as I'd love to stay together, I think it's about that time. Gentlemen. It's about that time. We oh, it's go. been such a pleasure. Thank you all so much. Hey, would you guys, uh, we got a little tradition called uh, called the pocket. It's our, our pocket groove oh, to get us out. Yeah. Would, would, uh, would you mind, would you give me something funky? Give me something funky. Give it to me. Oh, y'all ain't even ready for that. Uh. Woo! Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do appreciate y'all being here. My name is Gio Yaquinto, and I am so happy you've been here with us. On my right, I got the infamous, the man, the myth, the legend, Carrie Durham. You can find him online at Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y underscore Durham, D-U-R-H-A-M. Check out his original music online. Check him out and check us out at The Mosaic Group, who uh, live-streamed this whole event. If you need photography, videography, recording, mixing, mastering, brand management, if you just want to have a team to talk with, you know, work two things. Uh, we could be that for you. So check us out at cdmosaic.com. A huge shout out to the legends that I got sitting on my left over here. I got Trey Gilbert, T-R-E-S-G-I-L-B-E-R-T, TreyGilbert.com. You can also find him online at Trey Funk for the Instagram. Uh, you know, these guys, are, they got a little time. They're normally touring all over the world. So if you need some work, let them know. And, of course, a huge shout out to my good friend John Beal on the piano. Piano. Thank you, as always, for having us in your home studio, the Orange Room Studios. You can find him online at johnbealmusic.com. Make sure to go stream his most recent album, Welcome to the Feel Good, with John Beal and the Funkestra. Hey, I would love if you would be part of the Geo Stream Shows community. Check us out over at patreon.com forward slash geo show, or you can drop a tip right below in that little PayPal link in the, in the bio. And uh, make sure to go pre-save my Origins of the Heart EP coming out November 27th. I'm doing a pre-save campaign. Follow me on Spotify. Pre-save that. Post a link. Put hashtag O-O-T-H And I'll repost it And uh, you can get you a Geo prize package Some swag package And uh, without any further ado We will see you two weeks from today We got Brad Kanata and Simeon Hawkins Coming in for Geo Stream Shows episode 23 As always, I love you I thank you I'll see you soon <laughs>